This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Tim Barley. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the Behold podcast. Uh, welcome back. If you are a regular listener, welcome for the first time. If this is your first time, we're glad to have you. Uh, this is Sean, and as always, we have Dan, and also coming all the way from Montana. Dan, who we got? We got we got the 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 beautiful Tim Barley in our presence. He's. I mean, I love to make you blush. It's so fun to see you like just squirm and wriggle a little bit. We just love you, dude. We'd love to have you on the pod. I love you guys and love being on the pod. <laughs> oh, man. It's, you said that just as I told you to. Thank you. He's following the script to a T. Good job. Yeah, I'm very obedient. Yes, yes. So uh, so a lot of people don't know where you have been in Montana, that you've been out in the wild, just reconnecting you know, with nature and, and the creator and just enjoying the splendor of his, of his creation. Uh, Feasting on honey and locusts. And yes, you know, yes, yeah. I love it. Doing your John John the Baptist impersonation. Yeah. So we were just wondering if you could tell us a fun story from your time out in the wild, and we can live vicariously through you because I'm a little jealous, to be honest. Oh, man. Yeah, a, a friend invited me uh, to come out to Montana and bring some, bring some friends uh, this was the reconnaissance trip, so hopefully we'll do it again. And so the the goal was to fly fish. Nice. And if you're not familiar with fly fishing, look it up on YouTube. It, it's uh, it's just yeah amazing. Uh, but I didn't know that the guys that I'm going with, none of us are really fly fishermen. Okay, so a lot of beginners. All beginners. Nice. But very uh, competitive competitive you know folks <laughs> so every day it's like how many did you catch how many did you nice, catch because nice. we were we were separated during the day and then we'd come back and talk about our adventures so first day you know I'll, I'll bit about the same and then the second day i went with my friend who lives there and his friend who is a guide who lives out in that, that area and so uh the other groups went you know on the river and uh the guide who was with me and my friend who lives there said, "Hey, I, I want to take you guys to a special, special okay, place." Okay, that sounds it sounds a little dangerous. Yeah, so that wasn't dangerous at all. The opposite of dangerous. Nice. So we go, and you know, did our thing. You know, fly fish for the day, and then that night we all get back together. And first question, you know, how many did you catch? How many did you catch? And I look over at my friend, and he's like, you know, just shrugging his shoulders, like you tell him. And I said, well, I actually didn't count. And my friend says, well, I did. And it was somewhere between 50 and 100. Whoa. You guys were just pulling trout. them out. Rain- wow. rain- rainbow trout. That's amazing. And the guy's like, you're lying. And I'm like. Because it's catch and release. You put them, you throw correct, them back. Correct, correct. Yeah. You know, yeah, you just catch and release. If, if people kept all the fish that they caught there, they'd have no more fish in Montana. So they're like, you're lying. I'm like, I. I'm I'm not I I didn't count but he, my friend did he was like watching you know and every every five minutes there's like you know, and so what if it was just a really stupid fish and it was and you caught the same fish fifty <laughs> times well the, the 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 catch is no pun intended they were on a moving river 
I was in a pond. Oh, gotcha. And it was a stocked pond. It had been stocked years earlier, so it wasn't even that big. So literally every time, anybody, anybody. That's so fun. You know, every time the, the bait went in, you know, the, the, the fish bit. That's fun. And so it was, uh, it was quite the, quite the adventure day. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. When you first started talking about your time in Montana, I'm picturing like, have you guys seen the episode of The Office where Michael Scott's like in the wild? And he has like his like pant leg tied around his head. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure you're more capable than that, Tim. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like Bear Grylls status over here. He's uh, downplaying it. Yeah, yeah, right. I love it. All right. Well, if you out there have been tracking with us on Sunday mornings, you'll know that we're in week three, I think, of our together series, which is all about how we as people, as God's people, are designed for relationship with each other and with God and how we're designed to do life in community. And so this week we're, we're diving deeper into 1 Corinthians 12 and Gary Darnell really honed in on just this idea of, of God's design for the church about how not only do we operate best in community, but it's by God's very, very careful and intentional design. Um, he used uh, an illustration and, and described God as almost like a composer, someone who so meticulously puts these different things together. And so on that note, what did you guys think of Gary's composer flower water analogy? Yeah, there was, there was a lot. Uh, I mean, it kind of gets the, gets the brain cooking a little bit and, and makes you, you know, think of other analogies or illustrations to help us capture it because it's such an important idea and it's so it's so central to life as as we're living it out together, and so I was just um, you know I really enjoyed. It. It's fun to see Gary mix up some uh, some ingredients. I was I was hoping he'd he'd bake a cake by the end of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's just you know it, it kind of got the creative juices for me flowing. And you know as I was as I was kind of falling asleep last night, I thought of this this other illustration and I wonder what you, I'll share with you guys. I want to hear what you, what you think about it. Um, cause I was thinking about this concept of us being a body, you know, in the church and just how it relates to, to God, um, you know, being a Trinitarian God. And that's something that we've been talking a lot about, you know, on a staff level, we went through that book delighting in the Trinity and we've brought some of that in on the podcast here, but it's been cool just to, just to think, okay, how, how is the father, son, and the Holy spirit, interacting with us as, as the body and how we're, we're playing these things out that we're seeing in first uh, Corinthians 12. And so here, here, here it is guys. Let me know what you think of it. So what if it's like this, like the, so the father is, is the composer, right? So um, he, he's writing the piece of music that we as a church body are playing. And so he's, he's, you know, figuring out the, um, you know, the meter and the phrasing and the harmonic elements and the, and the dynamics and, you know, and how, how the different movements like flow and fit together and, and everything in this piece of music is exactly as the father um, designed it to be. And and it's kind of that, um, you know, from, from verse 24, like, but God has so composed the body. So the father is really, he's put every element in there for a specific purpose. And it's just the way he wants it to be. Right. And then um, Jesus, the son is if, you know, if you could imagine like, you know, first chair, you know, as being like the, the, the most proficient, most important, you know, 
part uh, of any section, so like the string section or whatever, in, you know, in an orchestra, if we could imagine like an even more important chair, you know, the, like, like, like first, first, first chair, you know, and that's where Jesus is. And he's, he's playing his instrument out in front of the church body. You know, it's kind of like that, that Colossians one idea that, that Jesus is the, is the head of the church, the firstborn uh, among, um, you know, all the saints and among all, all creation. And so he's, he's, you know, taking his cues from the composer and he knows exactly, you know, how to play what he's playing and he's out in front leading us. And then the Holy Spirit is, is the conductor. And so he, he's standing out in front of us and, and just orchestrating, you know, he's, he's playing us, you know, um, and just influencing us and directing us and encouraging us and telling us when to build and when to quiet down. And, Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? You know, just obviously, you know, every analogy falls a little bit short, so go easy on me. Um, but, but what do you think about that and how does it kind of play into what we've been talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, just the idea of the, you know, the, the, the beauty and the, the, the symmetry, you know, and the, the, the output that comes when all three are, are working within their, their roles, yeah, and it produces this beautiful, beautiful product, yeah. You know that we are just stunned by, you know. So yeah, we could we could analyze, you know, each of those three and and pull them apart or whatever. But I think the idea is, you know, the holy the uh, the Trinity functions in that manner that they are so perfectly in sync, you know, with one another that there's nothing lacking. You know, it's exactly what what it should be and the 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 final product is just so exquisite, you know, that we're just so captivated by it. You know, we can't even we can't even breathe because it's just so so beautiful. Love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like two things jump out, little little small things. I'm in, I'm imagining myself in this world of this orchestra, right? <laughs> You are, dude. You're in the body, so just you know exactly. You so I'm picturing we're all we're all in God's orchestra house here, and I'm like looking around. And two things I love about that analogy is, on one hand, well, first of all, what Tim just said that it's a picture of unity and it's a picture of relational living. And you know that if you're going to take it piece by piece, like a conductor on his own can do nothing. You know, he can't make the orchestra sounds happen without the, without everyone playing, without the conductor, all those things. And and for each of those parts, that's true. They require each other's cooperation to produce that beautiful stuff. But then also just little things within that. I love just that idea of, of in that analogy, the Holy Spirit being this conductor, the one who's pulling all these strings. And we just, I think we fall into this way of thinking a lot in like Western culture that we don't think of the Holy Spirit that way in our daily lives. You know, we're not really expecting the Holy Spirit to conduct our living on a daily basis. We're not... We're not used to, or some of us at least, aren't used to thinking of him in that level of engagement, but rather more of this like distant entity, you know, mm. but, but it really is so informing on like this topic of using our giftings. If we are expecting that, if we are praying for the Holy Spirit's help, if we're, if we're listening for his promptings and the, the doors that are being opened for us to use the, these giftings that we're going to talk about later. So, Hey, I love that. But then also on on the the Jesus note, like the first, first, first chair thing, you know, I love that you brought up the Colossians one chunk about his preeminence and all that stuff, because I'm picturing him as this guy who's 
first verse, first chair, you know, the perfect musician in all instruments that we're all trying to become more and more like. Um, but not only is he the first chair, not only is he the best of us and the first of us, but like in Colossians, he, he has done work. And so now through him, he can present us holy and, holy and blameless and above reproach before himself. So I, I'm picturing him being this one who's going to God and saying, hey, I can vouch for these guys. It's okay. They're with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He like, yeah, he, he, he like never misses a note and, and we're, we're kind of in, you know, we're in him, we're immersed in him. And so it's almost like we're, you know, we're, we're that flawless musician as well, even though, you know, in our, in our humanity, uh, on our own, we're, we're hitting all kinds of sour stuff. <laughs> I also, you know, really was drawn to the idea that, so they're modeling how this can look. And so I, you know, I uh, think about the passage we studied this past week was first Corinthians 12, 21 through 26. And that first, that first verse, you know, talks about the, I cannot um, say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. And, you know, it, it's so heartbreaking, you know, how the church in, in general, the, you know, the, the worldwide church um, gets the idea that they don't need the rest, the rest of the body. I, I was watching the the U.S. Open golf tournament this uh, week. Just not the whole thing, just little bits and pieces, hi- highlights. Yeah, and I, I was I'd never really thought before how you know just completely independent you know these golfers are, and you know just how they are just drawn to this idea of it is all me. You know, and obviously they've got people that they're, you know, taking you know, tips and information from. But, you know, a, a golf tournament is this, you know, is this battle of these independent egos, you know, um, th- that that are just going pitted against each other. Right. You know, then after that, we flipped over to the Seahawks Patriots game. And Great game, I, by the way. <laughs> and I'm watching these folks, you know, just just strategically, you know, work out these plays that they've, you know, practiced and memorized and execute and just, it is all about, you know, being a a team who recognizes we can't all do everything. And we're only going to be successful when we allow one another to do what one another is equipped to do. So just going back to that idea that your, your, um, you know, illustration, you know, Deej, that that the Holy Spirit is saying, watch us. You know, we're 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 doing this perfectly, and so as you watch us, you know, kind of interact in this manner, that's how the church should operate. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful reflection, and and being being a you know someone who who for most of my football career. I, I, I kind of slugged it out in the trenches. You know, I was like offensive, defensive lineman. I wasn't the one, you know, scoring the touchdowns. I wasn't the one, you know, on the posters, like, you know, in high school or whatever. Like, I did all the dirty work, yeah. you know? And and the best teams, like, football really is the ultimate team sport. And the best teams have all across the line, you know, even even like the the long snapper for punts and field goals, you know, like – or down to, you know, the even the athletic trainer or whatever, or the third string quarterback, the best teams are the teams where everybody's totally bought in. Mm. That they're like, you know, they're the the team is bigger than the individual. The pursuit of, you know, the goal is bigger than than any one person. 
And yeah, I just think again, to think of the body as a team, I think is also really helpful too. Yeah. And just the, the comment, you know, that the Paul makes about the, the eye, just thinking about, so what if the eye said to the rest of the body parts, you guys are losers. Okay. I'm just going to detach, yeah. you know, and do my own thing. I'm going to be like an independent golfer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's the first thing that's going to happen? Well, the eye goes blind. You know, yeah. it, it's dependent on the rest of the body to do what it it can't it can't function, and then without the eye, the rest of the body is flailing around. You know, walking into you know walls or walking off cliffs or whatever. It it, it doesn't work. It just yeah. can't can't work. So I think that's just such a an, an important you know truth for us to to keep in mind. Mm. Uh, we'll do a survey. If if you're listening and you think that a different sport is the ultimate team sport. Drop us a line, and we can debate about it next week. Um, yeah, so on that topic of orchestra players and instruments and eyes and feet and toes, you know, let's just dive in a little bit on, yeah, I know, like we said last week, we've been talking a lot about giftings in this last month and a half or so, but it really is so important for us to really, really just understand this on a deep level, that we all have gifts, whether you like it or not, you do, and we all have to use those gifts, whether you like it or not, you do. If you, if you want to subscribe to God's design for, for church and for life with him. And so with that, it's just important that we understand, are we an eye? Are we a toe? Are we an armpit? Whatever that looks like. And, and are we, are we listening? Like we said before to the Holy Spirit's promptings and, and giftings so we can play our part. And so we thought it might be cool to take a second. And we, we mentioned this last week, but we have this list on our website and it's for spiritual giftings because we we've realized that even though some people have heard about a lot of spiritual gifts, things like teaching and prophesying and things like that, there's a lot of other gifts that maybe someone's never heard of before. They've never taken the time to read these scriptures. And so if you go to vbc.online and then go to like the Sundays thing, there's a big button. The first button there is a spiritual gifts list. And so if you haven't seen it yet, we encourage you to either during this podcast or after, go ahead and just check it out. And there's a list of the three main places in scripture that we see spiritual giftings, which is Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, which is where we are right now, and Ephesians 4. And we just composed a simple list of the gifts listed in each of those three sections. And what's kind of cool is you can click on each of these titles and it will take you to a description of what that gift means. And so really quick right now, uh, we won't hit some of the really common ones, but maybe some of the lesser known ones, the three of us can just uh, discuss a little bit and what those gifts might look like um, in today's context and in our area and all those things. So Dan, you had one before we started the podcast that you brought up. You want to bring it up again? Totally. The The top one there uh, from Ephesians 4, apostle, you know, I just, I, I was just trying to think, you know, cause, cause obviously uh, Paul and, and you know, and Peter and James and some of the other, um, you know, eyewitness folks that were around in the first century, um, they identify themselves as apostles. But I was just thinking, you know, in our modern day context, what what does that look like? And are there some people in our church family that we've identified as, hey, this person has the gift of, 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 of as an apostle? And, you know, what does that mean? How do you identify that? How do you fan that into flame? So that's one question I had. And maybe, Tim, you could start us off. Yeah, yeah. So the idea of an apostle is one who's sent 
and specifically uh, sent to a place to establish a new a new work. And that that's super exciting because you never know when someone is just going to come up and say, what well, you know, maybe we we talked about you know uh, the Middle East or talk about you know South America, um, you know, or whatever it may be in a, on a Sunday morning. And we've had people come up and say, I don't know where this is coming from, but I feel like I need to you know, investigate, you know, this and see what I might do. We've had that happen many times where people have come up and said, okay, let's, let's, let's pray about this. Let's investigate this. Some folks I've been with, you know, to go to these kind of frontier areas where they've been used on a variety of ways to connect with local leaders, you know, to look at, you know, the potential for church plants there or other, you know, ministry opportunities. So that's, that's uh, one of the most exciting ones. But again, you don't hear a lot about it. It's not like, you know, everyone's popping up each week saying, I'm supposed to go to Lebanon or, you <laughs> right. know, whatever. But it happens. And that's that's what, what the body of Christ, you know, how it functions. Do you, do you think you, that's part of your gift mix? Yeah. I, I used to think that it was my only gift mix. Interesting. You know, and, and I don't know if you remember the story, but yeah. I, I came here just on a temporary assignment, I thought, you know, to get sent out, you know, to some, you know, unchartered area and serve there. But what ended up happening was I discovered that, you know, that God wanted to use me to bring other people with me to introduce them to different areas. Like Nicole, you know, your Dan's sister, Nicole, is currently living in South Africa. And so she went with us on a on a trip to South Africa to see what God was doing there and how we could would serve. And now she's been living there for probably almost ten years by now. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Okay, serving there. So it, I don't know if I should say this on the air or not, but if 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 God told me go, I, I would I would I would you know not hesitate. But for right now, it seems that He is using me to to take another person, another team, another group of people, and say. Let's go and explore, and let's let's pray about possibilities. Let's meet local leaders and see what God might have in store for us there. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes, too, like the what happens with people who have that gifting is it's they they end up like leaving. You know, they 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 uh, will will feel that that urging from the Holy Spirit, mm. and they'll see an opportunity and they'll go, as opposed to, you know, really having a base. In in a, in a local church, and then being exactly. sent out from that local church, and then maintaining relationship, and 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 like a lot of our global mission partners, they you know we keep up with them, we see them on a yearly basis, and so yeah, so even if like that's part of your gift mix, you know also administration is part of your gift mix, and so like and and teaching and 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 pastoring and all this stuff like it, so it kind of keeps you here for now, right. you know, right. um, so. I think sometimes it's it's important to know like, okay, there's different expressions. Just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like there's there's a variety of gifts and there's a variety of activities. So there's a lot of different ways that someone could express any different gift. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah and man, I'm so glad you brought that up because, like we mentioned last week with David, things life is seasonal. And you know, if you think about going back to the orchestra analogy. If every page of that whole score, all 30 pages, was the same bit, it'd get pretty dang boring. In the same way, I think that God has a very uh, seasonal path for all of us, and things shift and things change. And sometimes, you know, people will will figure out their spiritual giftings, 
And then kind of like Tim's sharing from earlier in his life, that becomes just their only focus is doing that one thing. And absolutely, we do want to use our giftings. We do want to honor God with them. But if we miss out on that piece of, of listening to the composer and the conductor, if we're not listening for God's direction and, and, and guidance for what we should be doing, we're really missing out. You know, there are some people that uh, I'm loosely connected with who, they, like you and me, Dan, they're, they're music leaders, they're worship leaders, and they've just made crazy like life decisions pursuing that, um, even though like in certain situations, maybe it wasn't the wisest or some people counseled against it or whatnot, but they're just very like hyper driven on, I need to lead worship. Like, absolutely you can, but if that becomes your only goal, like, are you more concerned then, which like we're saying with, with being an I, or are you more concerned with like fitting into to God's family and his church, you know? That's a very important question for us all to evaluate. Yeah. Are we, are we holding on so tightly? Like, it's kind of interesting if you look at that Ephesians four passage, you know, each of those giftings could also be a, an office, right? You could, you could be, you could be, have the gift of, apost- of an apostle or you could be an apostle. You can have the gift of evangelism or you could be an evangelist or pastor, you know, you know, yep. and so that's a great thing is like, is, are we, are we so honed in on or, or like holding on tightly to whatever our, we, our perceived role is, you know, or are we more like bought into, okay, here's my gift and I, and I, I I'm open to however God wants to use me. And man, I think it's, I hope it's pretty obvious, like which one is going to be more beneficial sure. for the church. Sure. And that can be a battle, you know, for some people, because, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we want a, a person to flourish, you know, in their, in the use of their gift, but we always keep in mind, it's not for my benefit, you know, it's for the glory of God and the benefit of the body. Totally. And that that sometimes is a wrestling match for people, you know, because like, but I don't, this is not, this is not comfortable for me. Well, it may not be initially, you know, but as you see the ultimate purpose and what you're doing, you realize, man, this is for the glory of God, for the benefit of others. So self gets hopefully sucked out of this yeah, thing. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Mm. Hey, I had another one. What about, um, from the, from, uh, the passage we're in right now, the first Corinthians 12. What about, what about help? That's what I was going to say, actually. Oh, really? Cool. We're, glad you brought that up. On the same wavelength. So what do you guys know about helps and, and, and how does that kind of play out in, in the body? Man, we, we were talking about this earlier. It, it, it's kind of like one of those, uh, big toe, you know, <laughs> parts, yeah. you know? And so you think about what would, what would our, how would our bodies function if we didn't have, you know, our big toes, you know, and so our, our stability, our balance, all these things. And again, how many people fi- Think about fixate their yeah, on yeah, their yeah. big toes, you know, but yet helps. We look at things like setting up the chairs, you know, uh, preparing the, or doing the, doing the, the, uh, the, the sanitation and cleaning, uh, being available to to just step in and say, what could I do to ease your burden so you can do what you're going to do? I mean, for you and, and Sean, just thinking about, you know, what if you didn't have people that were doing some of the stage setups and, you know, all the things that, that need to get done? So these are the folks that are just have servant's heart, sacrificial. They don't get a lot of attention, a lot of applause, but man, they are critical to us being able to operate well and in a, in a healthy, you know, manner as a, as a body. 
Yeah, I love that. We And we had a lot of big toes out there on Sunday <laughs> night helping us set up for our outdoor service, which if you came, I hope you were encouraged. I hope your cup was filled because I know mine was. And it was it was just a really powerful time of worship and of edification and and a lot of a lot of cool prayer time as well and just it was awesome but but yeah i mean i'm i'm just thinking about you know Sean and i are are trying to trying to concentrate and focus on you know uh l- you know leading the meeting you know from 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 a music standpoint and if we if if the whole entire burden of all the technical stuff was on us as well then yeah, we're going to, it's going to severely hamper our ability to do what, what we're called to do, you know, um, whether it's like, you know, using our gifts of leadership or encouragement or, um, even administration, you know, or, um, uh, what's, what's the other one I was thinking of, um, exhortation, you know? So yeah, we had, we had some big toes out there on Sunday night. It was, it was really great. And, and I was thinking even, you know, um, going back to football, I'm a, I'm a huge football fan if you haven't found out by now, but <laughs> Um, you know, one of the most glamorous positions on any NFL roster is the wide receiver, you know, kind of, kind of known as like a diva, you know? Um, but one of the most common, uh, injuries that a wide receiver will get is this weird injury called turf toe. And it's basically like a glorified, like I stubbed my toe glorified, you know? And, um, it's crazy because these explosive athletes that can cut on a dime and accelerate and do all this crazy stuff with balance, they sometimes the turf toe takes them out of the game for like four or five weeks or even, or even longer. And so it's just, again, it's like, it just points back to this, to the wisdom of God to inspire Paul to use the body as an analogy for the church, because mm-hmm. every part is, is vital and important. Um, and, and yeah, it's just kind of cool to think about, um, you know, it's it, to adjust our attitude about the big toes in our life, you know, and, and to see them as um, as just as vital as any other part. Yeah, and just just to clarify, so people understand, like in that context, absolutely, Dan and I need the big toes to help us. In so many other contexts, Dan and I are happy to and do become the big toes, and we're helping other people, or we're helping Tim or whoever. And um, I think it's just important to to demonstrate that, like, you know, or I would say it this way: if if you find yourself hesitant or not wanting to be a big toe in certain situations. Man, it's probably like a yellow flag because a lot of times what that stems from is like a pride thing or a lack of humility with some of those like quote unquote big toe tasks. You know, I brought this up um, in our connect group on Sunday, Dan, but a lot of you guys know Jay Scott, who for years served as an administrative pastor at Valley Bible Church, served as an elder at Valley Bible Church. He's on the finance board at Valley Bible Church. At the same time, while he's doing all those things, he is also the one cleaning the toilets at the Altamont campus. And people ask him about that, and it's such a weird, striking thing, but he would just describe it as just that. It's like, hey, I'm serving God's kingdom. I'm doing work that needs to be done, and I'm happy to do it. And so, yeah, just two things. A, that's a good thing, that that willingness to be a big toe. But B, that's one of the things that when you demonstrate that and show it, it's such a calling card for God's people of of what separates God's people from people who don't know God, because outside of that, of course, why would anyone not want to have all the flashy gifts and be the wide receiver and all those things? Why would they concern themselves with those big toe tasks? But just like Jesus is so willing to do those things and things like bowing down and washing feet, so should we be. Amen. Yeah. And I, I think that ties in really well with how Gary kind of, um, 
you know, talked about on Sunday, the, the purpose for, for this design that God has, right? He wants God, God designed, he so composed the body because he wants us to thrive. Um, and he wants, you know, he, he wants the, us to understand that there, yeah, that there is this mix and there is no hierarchy and, um, we should evaluate, we should value every gift. Right. Um, but then he, his point three under, under that last section purpose is he says his mix is to, is to, so perfect as to foster a unified and caring community. And he, and he puts, um, you know, verse 25 and 26 there and just talks about how, man, if we operate in this way where there is no division and all the members, you know, uh, have, they're all bought in and they're all caring for one another. Um, and, and if, you know, if one member is struggling or suffering, then they all struggle together. If one member is honored, then they all rejoice together. Man, if the world sees us operating like that, I mean, they're, they're going to want a piece of that action. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, they're going to see, man, no, no other organization operates like that. You know, you can't, you can't find that in corporate America. You know, you, you can't, you can't find that, um, you know, in, in the cutthroat wor- world of, of, of even sports, you know, you, you can't find that, um, you know, it's kind of like a, like a dog eat dog world out there, but in, in the kingdom, in the household of God, there's a, there's a different paradigm and, and we are, we're, we're caring for one another in a way that really if the unbelieving world sees it, it, it'll, it'll grab their attention. It's interesting that Paul doesn't say, you know, if one member suffer, um, all should suffer. Or if one member is honored, um, all should rejoice. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, it's they are the, cause and effect. Correct. Correct. I, I remember uh, a few years ago, I was on a, a trip, and I was we were folding up, doing helps, folding up chairs after a service at a at a you know uh, church service then in Belize, and my finger got stuck in a folding chair, Ouch. and it just popped the the fingernail. You know, just. And so I, I, I mean, I know it's a fingernail, but no, it sounds those are painful. It, it was painful. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, it's not like you know what what happened was, uh, you know, the the rest of my body, you know, decided to join me in the pain. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like you know everybody was a part of it. You know, yeah, it was like yeah. everybody was just like involved in this thing. I remember thinking, there is no place on me right now that is okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. totally. Um, I'm sure probably women giving birth maybe know that similar kind of thing, but but it's just that that idea of like it's not like I'm a centralized thing cr- like your whole body feels the pain. Right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and in, in like like maybe on the other side too, it's like like what if you got like you know a really good um, like foot massage or something? You know, it's like. That 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 doesn't just make your feet feel good; it makes your whole body feel well, good. Well, and it's like when we come back from a trip and we say, "Guys, fifty people gave their lives to Jesus. We we baptized, you know, almost all of them, and all the whole body's like erupts yeah! in praise." Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. So it's both both sides. That's cool. Um, man, one of the things I've, I'm just thinking about and like looking through this list is it's kind of interesting to me as you're reading through these different things. Um, some of them are. Like you said, Dan, more role-based things. Some of them are more like personality or, or giftings with thinking, things like wisdom and discernment. Um, some of them are a bit more supernatural, like healing and prophesying. But it's interesting that, because I think sometimes we think this, but prayer isn't on this list. Prayer is not a spiritual gift that we see in these lists. And 
I've definitely heard people speak that way where it's like, oh man, Connie Johnson, she is just so gifted at praying for people. She has a gift of praying for people. Um, but in reality, prayer isn't a gifting that some of us have. Prayer is something that each and every single one of us are called to do within the church. And so with that, I'm just thinking about some of these other gifts, things like the gift of faith um, or the gift of exhortation, like you said, um, or some of these other things. Like That's such a way that we can use some of our gifts now, even if we can't be with each other and be amongst people, is praying for people and, and doing it in the context of our giftings. You know, for example, if you have the gift of faith and that's something that you're just super good with and you've never struggled with that, and I'm sure there's people in your life that aren't in that same boat. And one of the ways you could so practically and like tangibly use that gift is call that person and pray for them and, and use your gift of faith to influence them and build them up. Um, so I don't know, what do you guys think? Are there, what are some other situations where you could be kind of using some of these gifts in today's arena? I think that's so great in like we talked about before with the Holy spirit being the conductor. I, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but, but I experience this regularly where, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of going throughout my day and, and doing everything I can to practice the presence of God, just in whatever I'm doing, if I'm eating or drinking or I'm answering emails or I'm dealing with the kids or, you know, working on, working on the motorcycle or whatever, whatever I'm doing, um, I'm trying to, you know, practice God's presence and, and then the Holy Spirit will just, a name will pop into my head. Is that, you guys ever experienced that? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, I, I'm going to take that as the Holy Spirit, you know, telling me to do something to, 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 to stop and pray for that person, to pick up the phone and call them and pray, pray with them to, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's, um, you know, maybe I, I need to, to just write that person an email or send them a text and, you know, I think of those, the kind of those, those gifts that we think of, like, like, like you mentioned, Sean, faith, um, but even healing or miracles, like these are things that they're, they're really intercessory types of gifts. Like we're stand, we're going to stand in the gap and believe God for something great, you know, for somebody else. And the, these are things that are, they're pandemic proof. <laughs> we can, we can engage with these things, uh, completely remote. We can engage with these things without even talking to anybody. And man, I just, um, so if that, if that lands home, hits home with anybody, like, and, 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 and just a practical way to kind of walk in it is just ask God to put people on your heart names. And I, I, I promise you names will, will pop up into your head. And, and if you walk in obedience in that, you're going to experience some amazing moments of, of ministry and, and edification. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? No, it, it's absolutely, you know, I agree. And I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, how how it's almost miraculous that that God has orchestrated these gifts in such a way that it is miraculous, that, that prayer is integral to these gifts being used to their fullest extent. So it's like all, none of these can, can function to their greatest potential, you know, unless we are you know, connected to, to the father, the power source. Correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. Correct. Correct. So that, that's, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, studying the word, reading the word, you know, isn't necessarily a gift per se, but that's essential, you know, to us being able to navigate through what we navigate. And so it's almost like, 
not not to be condescending, but it's almost like God saying, well, duh, you know, you you need to know what my word says, or you're not going to know what these gifts are. You're going to need to be plugged into the power source, or these gifts can't be utilized the way that they were intended to be utilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like prerequisites almost for for like using these gifts. Like it's, it's, it's a understanding, but, but you're right, Sean, we, we totally, I, I, I just don't, I think we, we kind of, you know, per the norm with us, we, we kind of rush ahead and we, we charge ahead without, you know, understanding like what the, what the basis of it is. So that, that, that's really important to bring up. Yeah. And just kind of with that, like we've, we've talked about this idea so much, but we're just going to keep tearing it down forever and working against it of just, you know, so many of us are used to this idea that our, our Christian life means showing up on Sunday, fulfilling X role or doing X, Y, or Z, and then going home. So some people are so used to being a helper, which is amazing. You know, they set up chairs on Sundays or whatever it is, and they go home and that's it. They feel great. But, you know, this series, we're really looking deeper. And on this podcast, we're going to keep tearing apart that idea because that's not God's design. That's not his plan for his people. It's it's all of life, all of community, all these things. Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to keep encouraging those of you who maybe fall into that category to just take a step of faith, like Dan said, and, and utilize those gifts in other ways um, that we really think God will, will bless you and honor you because of that, that's his design. That's what he tells us we need to be doing. So I, I think we, this is maybe a good place for us to land the plane here because um, Gary on Sunday gave us some encouragements, some, some reflection questions. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and look at the notes from Sunday and read through those. But specifically, again, we, we want to just be looking at some of these giftings and really identifying tangibly, like, what are you? Who are you in God's orchestra? Are you an eye? Are you a toe? Are you a violent? Whatever it is. Um, and so to one thing off Gary's list and then one thing just from here. So on Gary's list, he said, take a look at your giftings, what you think they are, and just identify, you know, do you, do you feel like you're more of a head and eye kind of gifting or are you more of a foot and toe kind of gifting? And so do that, just pray through it, really ask God how he has utilized you and gifted you. And, um, you know, if you, if you need help figuring out what those gifts are, listen back about 10 episodes to Romans, and we'll talk about some of the ways that you can identify when God's gifted you. Um, and yeah, just, just think to yourself and pray through that. How does that make me feel? Am I an eye or am I a toe? Do I repulse at the idea of becoming a toe if I think I'm an eye or, or vice versa? You know, some of us have lived life in the background as a chair setter and maybe God just around the corner has an incredible path of public ministry for you and you just don't know yet. So again, no matter where you fit in, in the body, it's important for us to be doing this. Um, and, and just and just really quick on that, just as you're evaluating that, just remember, this is a reality. There is no hierarchy. No part of the body is any better than any other part. So please, please hear that. Amen. Just one more fly fishing illustration. Oh, good. Okay, good. I've just had never been around a lot of fly fishermen before, but man, it was amazing watching these folks just, you know, whip this line in the air. And it's just, just the way they use their arms and their wrist and their bodies and, you know, would just move this, this, you know, line and it would land perfectly where they wanted it to. And then they would stand in this proper posture to be able to to pull out you know these beautiful fish and it was just 
it was it's just like poetry. Oh emotion. my goodness, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just can't help but you know not think that you know the the most beautiful you know mechanism in all the world is really the body of Christ functioning as God intended for it to function. There is nothing more beautiful than that than that mechanism, that organism doing what it's supposed to, to do. And how infrequently do we see that happening? You know, the world has yet to see what that could really look like and the potential that, that it has. So hopefully, you know, we're moving closer and closer as we get deeper and deeper in this Together series and take it seriously to investigate what what am I doing here? How do I contribute? You know, how do I be part of this? Yeah, it helps us catch the vision and, and get get fired up about it because you're because of the beauty of it. So that that's cool. All right, Sean, what what else you were gonna say? You were gonna give us some more things on the re- reflection question. Yeah, just just one more thing, one more task for you guys is to look at that spiritual gifts list, which we'll we'll link it in the show notes slash behold, and just click on each one of those things. Because even if you've heard of these gifts before, maybe there's new insights that God wants to show you now. Um, so just read through all these things and really pray carefully about, man, have I, am I gifted in these ways? Has God used me in these ways? Have people encouraged me that I'm good at some of these things? Um, and then level two on that topic is how can I use that gift today? How can I use it tomorrow? How can I use it this week? Because again, this is God's plan for his people. It's not his plan for his people in a building on Sundays. It's not his plan for his people pre or post COVID. It's just period. This is God's church. And so we, we trust and have faith that as he gifts us, he's also going to give us opportunities to use those giftings now. So really pray carefully about it, pray hard about it. And maybe God's going to convict you um, to do some of those things in this coming week as we, as a church family, just dive deeper and deeper into how God designed and created us to, to do life together. Dan and Tim, is there anything you want to end on? Any, any fun little nuggets? Wisdom from Montana. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, again, I think Dan's illustration about, you know, the, the way the Trinity functions so perfectly, you know, just thinking about, you know, that, the, the 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 beauty of you know what I was describing with the the, the fishing techniques and the body functioning the way that it, it should to produce the optimal results is something that I long to see the the church be able to experience itself yeah and as always you always say we always say this but but we, we very rarely get as many you know, uh, emails or calls as, as we would hope for. Um, but if you are, you know, in this place where you're, you're just trying to, you know, all of this stuff sounds really, really cool. Like you're excited about it and you want to explore it, but you just don't know what your gift mix is yet. You know, you, and you, or maybe you know what your gift mix is, but you don't, you need some help brainstorming ways to, to, you know, activities for those, for those gifts. We're here for you. I mean, we would, we would love nothing more than to, to go on that journey with you, or perhaps you're in a small group and maybe you want to bring it up there to the people in the small group, um, or with your connect group, you know? Um, but, but the whole thing of this is, is you're, we're not meant to discover this stuff on our own. Mm-hmm. It's, it's meant to be a process lived out in community together with other, um, believers. So, so yeah, reach out to us if there's any way we can support you. Yep, and I'll just uh, cite the Reverend 
Tim Barley as we close here that there is nothing more beautiful than God's church operating in the ways that he made it to be. And that's our hope that we cling to for what eternity is going to be like. But man, church, let's work together to make that happen as much as we can to see God's kingdom come here on earth today and this week and in this season of, of 2020. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, thanks for spending this uh, 45 minutes or however long was with us. And we hope to see you guys next week as well. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.